And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Justin Bell's funeral, this is what you're going to be listening to. And I know you've heard it before, so you might not want to go to his funeral if you are invited, but he just told me this is the song that we'll be playing at his funeral someday. I don't think you should back off it. Justin Bell is with us. Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, we should just do a music show. I could do a music show instead of a car show. Sitting in for Johnny Lieberman, Justin Bell, Zuckerman's here. We're going to do a show for you, quick one. You can't hear the music, but it's great. I'm definitely coming to your funeral. Okay. When do you plan on dying? Not for a while, so you <laughs> might not make it. But but by then, maybe the song will be back in fashion. It never stopped being hey, listen, in fashion. You can check in, but you can never leave, right? Oh, it's so good. You know, what I play Eagles in is in my Series 2A Land Rover. It really makes that car. And my old Volkswagen, the old Volkswagen Beetle. Anyway, hello to you all. Hope you're having a nice Wednesday. We've got a good show for you today. You just came from uh, some sort of gathering, some Formula One gathering. Well, seeing as Johnny is in Miami in person on a freebie with some watch company, I believe, uh, I thought uh, when I saw that uh, Haggerty Garage and Social were having a little Formula One watch party three miles away, I thought we're going to catch the start. And? And I don't know anything that's happened. I've had a very busy Sunday morning. Mm. What what can you tell us? What can I tell you is that the race started with Max in the middle, which is something, starting at the back is something he's he had to do recently. But that's different. You've got no one behind you. You can sort of plan your opening lap. When you, when you start in the middle, you're about to be caught up in everyone's disaster. But he has just, like, dominated. I mean, so as we left, he was 2.2 seconds behind Sergio. And I don't think there's much chance of stopping him. So that's, that was my prediction as we left. You know, I, w- I was looking at the track this morning. You know, when you go to the Long Beach Grand Prix, which yeah. I was there and I'm there every year, it's kind of hard to see the, the cars. Have you ever seen that Miami track? I haven't yep. been out there yet. I didn't did they, did they change it so that you can see the cars going around the track? Didn't they design it specifically for this? Very race? much so you can see. I mean, I don't know if poor people can see it, but, <laughs> but people with money can see it from the hospitality. Um, oh, no. And I think poor people get the straight, the front straight. Yeah. They get the, yeah. So they can see the cars at 160, you know, or the start. Um, but the hospitality, we were just saying, as you look over it, they've got, you know, people in swimming pools and stuff at the Hard Rock and cabanas, <laughs> like they're having, you know, a, a normal you know, beach pool party looking down over the track, which That's really does neat. sum up the fact that no one really is probably there to watch the race in the VIP hospitalities. But. No, it's such an odd group of people. It's really become a thing. You, you celebrities yeah. down there. All I know is, is that I had a chuckle. I was having a shower this morning thinking about doing this, thinking about Johnny being there. 
and thinking how <laughs> Johnny has that look though. Yeah. As people walk by, because he has a little swagger, people think he's famous. Because in the same way, like a like a Seth Rogen <laughs> think that? is famous. No, because if someone's I think got no, 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 let it, let no. it finish. Let, let me finish. If you are in the pit lane at a Grand Prix, people expect you to be someone in the VIP areas. And Johnny has that sort of just kicked out of bed, maybe sleeping under a bridge look. The only rich, famous people can actually pull, pull off. off. Right. So I think in a Seth Rogen sort of way, people are probably walking by. He's probably got Shaq walking by and he just kind of gives a little hey. And Shaq's probably like, who the fuck? Who was that guy? Do we know him? And so I think Johnny's being mistaken for someone who actually counts for something all day. <laughs> but he day. counts for nothing. Yeah. I mean, I love the guy, but I think he's he's being mistaken for he, someone famous right now. Look, he is the opposite of the sunglasses and the cap pulled down over your face, which yeah. is uh, which is a way to disguise your celebrity. He with the beard is attracting attention, and they think he must be someone famous. Totally. But he's not actually not. But they give him a, a little more scrutiny, and then they go, well, who is that guy? And you go, mm -hmm. Well, it's Johnny Lieberman. Well, and, well, he's in here, right? So he must be okay. Something's That's working it. out for him. Yeah, I know. So he's, or he's, they might think it's a Lord of the Rings thing, that maybe he's one of the dwarfs. or, or Orc. Something. Orc. No, you're well, he orc. also fits in with, <laughs> an orc. He also fits Star Wars Cantina. Um, we also, we also, he also fits in when we, he and I did a drive to the Arctic Circle with a, in a big G-Wagon. He's... If, sort of fitting with the natives up there too so yeah. you know with a hat you know with a big with a big furry uh you know winter coat on and all the beard and everything he looked he looked like he was a native up there too but not to even not to keep digging in on johnny we love johnny's our oh we love johnny but he's he's got a i remember the first time that i saw him up at pebble beach and i thought that guy's a car journalist hmm he doesn't have a car journalist look. Whatever I thought would be a car journalist, I might think of you. I might mm. go, well, yeah, well, yeah that, that, that guy looks like someone involved in racing and cars, but not Johnny, right? You no. just look and you no. go... Pastrami journalist, <laughs> food journalist, booze journalist. And thank God he never got asked to do Naked and Afraid. Because he could look perfect on that too. But he's, but he's turning into something. Right, he is. our eyes. Yeah. Even with his unpressed beard. Um Props to Lewis Hamilton, too, who uh, was blasting Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill by wearing a rainbow helmet in support of the LGBTQ yeah. community. Um, is he, how is he going to do today? I mean, I know we're it's prognosticating. Dismal. It's dismal. It, it, if you hold the grid upside down, I think it looks better for him. He's really? just it, they, they, He just complained he got, he got hit by someone. It, they, I think they're just having a bad time. They, you know, but Mercedes are getting faster. They're, they're on the cusp about do something, but it, it isn't going to be this weekend. Um, and is this an exciting track to race in that can you make passes? They are. Well, Verstappen is. I mean, there seems to be more passing there than at a lot of other street circuits. Uh, and obviously with the Vegas one come, you know, in a few months, we don't know what that'll be like to overtake on until you actually do it. You right, know, because right. the tracks are designed by, you know, there's so much science goes into the design of the track. But there's still topography you have to deal with, right? You can't change the strip. Right. You know, you're going to turn right when it turns right and there's a certain radius of the corner. How fast they go before they get there and is there a little camber in the road and stuff? That's That that can make the difference between a corner being good or great or, or mediocre. And it does seem like Miami, because in, in Florida you can do a bit more what you want, you know, mm -hmm. especially around the hard rock there. Um, it seems they've made a good track. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Better than most. Better than yeah. most street tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be exciting to see what happens today. 
Where can, can we go to Vegas? Can we get? Can we go to Vegas? Yeah, for the for the for the race. When is that? Right, he just oh. said in a few months. October. Yeah. Is that the first time they've raced yeah. there? First time. Wow. It is going to. Well, you you know, famous people like you will be able to go. Like me. Yeah. 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 You'll I be don't able think go. I qualify. No, I, but you'll I'm, still I'm be able with to, Lieberman on that one. <laughs> he'll be walking down the grid again. And going, <laughs> yeah. What? How did he? How did he get there? Yeah. I would go to Las Vegas. It'd be easier to get us there. Yeah. That could be fun. You, you want to go? You never want to go anywhere. Okay, I'll but, go but, if you want to go. That's but it's fine. May, so I want to go in October. Now, as October gets closer, I won't want to go. But right now... Oh, it's it seems, October. Yeah, mm-hmm. right now it seems like a fine idea as I sit here in May. Well, we're, we have Pebble Beach, and yeah. then Ren Sport is a maybe. Maybe. Where would this fall on that list? It's you know, I would, I would want to go to an F1. I would want to see the race. I'd want to see the hullabaloo around it. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, Miami gets a certain crowd of people, and oh, I yeah. bet that's fantastic. That is fantastic to see. Vegas also will get, there will be different levels of gravy that are there. The, I think, I mean, you hit it on the head. The packages for that they're selling go into the extraordinary, which has to be focused at people that really have no clue. Right, I mean, because yeah, yeah. you would never yeah. pay to, to that much to to have a suite. Uh, there is there was a thing at the Peterson the other day, and Zach Brown was getting honoured, and he was being asked some questions about it. Really funny questions, like, "What about Drive to Survive?" And he immediately said, "Yes, we don't like each other as much as it comes across on the show." It was kind of some fun, honest stuff. But he said, "People, you know, have he's met people who said I've got a room for Vegas, and he's like, where? Well, I've got a room. I just looked on a map and I checked it out, and I can see the track." And he goes, "Oh no, you." you're going to suddenly wake up in that morning there's going to be a 200 foot banner in front of your room you know if you don't if you're not paying to to play there you're not going to you're not going to see anything really yeah yeah see that here's what i couldn't tell processing this whole weekend through instagram was were people going for the events surrounding the race or are they yes. going for the race like Marsden's there with the IWC, which is fun, and they're a great watch company. And but there was a an IWC basketball game, and then there seemed to be a lot of great parties. And it seemed like they were going for some Agreed. idea of '60s and '70s Formula One glamour, trying to connect to something. Do you think it's there? Do you, I guess it is, yeah. right? I mean, are the events the reason? They are so. I mean, know, or is the, the race that? fun to sit and watch or could you enjoy it more at home always enjoy it more at home <laughs> right i mean without doubt well, you know you should put my feet up you know you put your ac on or whatever no the yeah the tv keeps track of everything perfectly way better and i find when i'm at a race i'm, I'm staring at a tv you come in out of the hospitality suite yeah. you know you're on a balcony and you go okay that start was great let's go and look at watch it on the tv yeah yeah and you kind of pop out i mean i think the what and this is where Formula One are doing a spectacular job, and all the promoters is the you know what they call activation with all these brands like IWC right, and right. everyone. They are activating on steroids. So there's beach parties and pool parties. I mean, I think Lando Norris was with the Miami Heat throwing you know balls yeah. the other day. I mean, they're every single opportunity is being taken up. So I think people go for the parties. They've got fake boats there, you know, in fake water. They've got <laughs> fake people, obviously. Very fake, fake boobs swimming in fake, you know. in Fake beards, fake Mr. Beards. Lieberman. Yes, yes. But having so much fun. And then the race starts. And this is, I actually do honestly think this. 
Drive to Survive was so extraordinary for bringing people in yeah. for the culture. Yeah. For yeah. and it was the the missing link has always been race promoters and race series like our racing so strong. You've got to love it for that, which is why it's always stayed as a slightly small sport here in the States. Right. Now we fall in love with the player, you know, with the with the sex and the, the, the Gunter Steiner being so, you know, saying, fuck every two seconds. You know, it's all kind of, it, it, we're like, wow, this is great. But when the green flag goes, when that last red light goes off, you've actually still got a serious motor race to go through and right. they're not always exciting. Right. Unless you're a real fan. Right. You know? So right. Uh, I bet there's a huge drop off in viewership. You know, everyone's like, drive to survive, this is great. And then about 10 minutes in they go, what they're saving tires? What does that mean? You know, why <laughs> why is no one overtaking each other and why is that car cleared off? Yeah. You know, five miles in the distance. Well, it works. My wife sat through a whole Indy race last year. Whoa. She stayed right till the end. So did the kids, just because of that series. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. If you but for fans listening, to be honest, if you're someone that's never been to a form Formula One race, I would say go to Austin. Oh yeah. And mm. you can watch a real race track. I mean, I'm I'm involved with the Vegas thing, so I'm heavily pushing that but you know if you've got your money and you're going to take your son or daughter and you want to go to to a race you go to austin to see formula one because it's it's a proper racetrack right you right, can right. walk around and see see the cars miles away so i've got a, a friend who is gone to austin the british grand prix and another one in europe spa or something for the same price as going to miami yeah there you go. Mm. There you go. Right. See, it seems like it's about a weekend, a travel yep. weekend. Mm -hmm. Just saying Austin, you're like, go for the weekend. Yeah. I can so you can say you were there. Visit you do my this nephew. Stuff. Go to a few restaurants. Go see some music. Go see a race. What are you doing with the Vegas group? Like, what have, what have they asked you to do? Well, so involved with the win. Uh, the win casino actually launching next week is called Drive to Win, uh -huh. uh, which is a little podcast I'm uh -huh. doing with them about Formula One. Ah. Yeah. Starting next week. Go. Yeah. Are you uh, doing it from the wind? Doing it from their new Schmancy podcast. Well, this is studio. where we're staying. You're staying with me. Yeah. He's going to bring us in. We're going to do Spike's Car Radio from right there. We're going to promote all their shit. Fantastic. I think, it's, I think we just made a deal. <laughs> you. We, we just made a deal. I would do, yes. I would do that. Very courteous. Yeah. 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 Yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You should see, you should see. yeah. There we are. We, we might have air mattresses. We might have air mattresses down the side of the studio, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm very excited about it. It's, it's, a, it's a really good That's opportunity terrific. for me. Yeah, so, that, yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. I wanted to talk about too while I had you here because you raced Le Mans uh, a lot, Le Mans, in the uh, 90s. And that is uh, top of mind here with the mm. under anniversary of the race. The 75th anniversary of Porsche and uh, uh, Toyota and Cadillac and Porsche, all who really want to win this year. Yeah. You know, um, why don't you just tell me first, like, what, what is it about that race? What is it about Le Mans for you that really makes it stand out as one of the, you know, the races? You mentioned earlier, like, Formula One, that nostalgia for the James Hunt sort of 70s mm. and everything. That's Don't we all want to go to a race car and smoke cigarettes and, you know, chase pretty girls <laughs> and and risk our lives and, and live? That's what that's what racing was, right? And that's why probably most people still try and do it. Um, but Le Mans, with that 100th centenary this year, it also has captured the imagination every decade of, of that 100 years um, because it represented the te the cars for the most part that people could drive. Right. So I think that's from that, you know, sitting here right near a 300 SL, they race there, right? I mean, you, you've got, you've got these amazing drivers in history also who came from Formula One. There was no, there was no delineation between driving. Sterling Moss would do Le Mans. 
and then next weekend you do the British Grand Prix. You know, right, it, that's right, kind of how it went. Right. So I, fans have known it's in the middle of June every year for 100 years. And it's like in the, in the lifeblood. 70 to 80,000 British people make the journey every year. It's a pilgrimage. They get there. Uh, you can't even get a ferry booking. And, it's, and you're camping. You're camping. You're camping. <laughs> there are campgrounds around the track. Oh. And you, this year, I was checking it out the other day. It's like these, they, they, these custom-built mini homes, and then you get tent level. Everything's sold out. Everything's yeah. done. This is the first one that's ever been sold out, Spike, ever. Yeah. This year. Well, this is, yeah. the, this is the one, right? Yeah. But it's like you'll see a bunch of tents, a bunch of cool collector cars, a lot of barbecue, a lot of beer, a lot more beer. I mean, it's a really amazing thing to see. It's really like the Coachella for gearheads. The Burning Man. <laughs> the, the Burning Man. man. The Burning Man. I did a thing when I was doing uh, the TV there after I finished racing, and then I did TV there for 15 years, and I was sort of the one that, Used to go out and meet the fans, right? And do these right. Features. Jump out and chat. And I, the, as you drive in, you see. Um, I did a feature that you see the Dutch and the German campgrounds. There. So I did. I, I said to my producer, "I've got to do this feature." I started in the the Dutch one, and I was like, or the German one. I said, "These tents, they they have got like geo locators on the top of them. I think from satellite, everything was perfect. Perfect. The Germans are standing there with the towel rolled up in the morning. You know, all lined up to go to the toilet and have a shower. <laughs> so it is orderly. Perfect. Then you go to the Dutch ones, and there's there's a little bit that they're organised. Um, and Tom Christensen's brother is the biggest." Uh, tour operator at Le Mans for Holland and literally uh, as I said the year one of the years Tom was there I said this is the time to invade you know his country because because um, <laughs> everyone's here I mean yeah. everybody's here and it, I mean it's just amazing and then I said so again the camping's so organised it's brilliant then you get to the British campground people and it's like as I, I said on air the, the camping gods just took a shit and, <laughs> and out came all the tents and they're lying. There's English guys holding on to someone else's tent, having a pee. And, you know, I mean, you go, these are my people. This is, yeah. this is. But with Jags, Mercedes, Ferraris, Porsches, I mean, it's all yeah. people that do well. Yeah. But, but Laying camping, on the grass. They degenerate. The Your people degenerate once oh, we out go of the fast. country. Well, oh, don't, yeah. that would be the Americans too, don't you think? No, the British are way worse over yeah. there. They drink yeah. so much beer and booze. Yeah. And, and they're not good in the sun. The they, don't do, not good they, they don't do well in the sun. It's like you go to Corfu or something and you see them broiled, yeah. third degree burns, and they're still drinking uh, on the beach. The lobsters. Yes. They are the same. Um, but back to your question, Brit Le Mans. It is an you know an epic week that you go for, and twenty four hours, you know it isn't just twenty four hours because you get up in the morning ten or eight hours before it right, even starts, right, right? right? So it is a very long day, and the pageantry and just three hundred and fifty four hundred thousand people in one spot, it's massive, um, and yeah, I, I think the different type multi class racing really works there because you have these incredible prototypes. Mm -hmm. This year is going to be better than ever. And you have GT cars, which was my thing. And, you know, the Corvette guy's going, I could have driven, you know, I could drive that. Uh, the Viper guy's going, I could drive that. Or I, I, I have one. So it really brings people in. And and it's it's an ordeal to finish. Yeah. If you just pass yeah. the finish yeah. line, you know, you're like overly emotional. You know, when you've been up too long and someone yeah. can say something, you're like, I love you, man. And, you know, you're like, you're tears running down your face. But then you go, if you win it or you get on the podium, I mean, it's hard to keep hard to keep yourself together, um, 
And, and how many times have you done it? Nine or ten times? I've done ten times. Ten times. My, the first one was in a Ferrari engine spice, I don't count, uh, which just went once down the street like a rocket. Right, um, right. But the others were real. Yeah, but I went, first went when I was four months old. So Four months? So, yeah, so you I don't went remember a lot. That, though. No. But you have a picture, maybe. I have pictures, yeah. <laughs> um, how many times have you finished? I like eight. Yeah. yeah, I did really well. I mean, three podiums. So it was good. and won it in ninety wow. ninety eight. Yeah. That's amazing. But, wow. um, what are some of the stranger things that have happened to you during the race in the race car? Um, <laughs> the stranger things that have happened, uh, unexpected well, curveballs, I call them when I perform, or, or when I have to be in front of a. There's always something weird that happens. What, what always? You know. Some of it involves your pre-nerves when you haven't done it very much. A bit like doing indie, I've heard. You know, it's a long month, you get nervous. When you've done it a few times, you know how to pace yourself. I was at Le Mans the night before the race. I was so worried about uh, not being there in time for my driver change. And, you know, you have someone comes and knocks on the caravan door, but you, I didn't really take that into factor. My dream was that I was in the middle of the night. I was... I. I thought, oh, I'm going to go and check on the pit stop. This is a full dream. Go out. And as I go in, this orange, it was a 962 Porsche, orange ADA Porsche. The car was up on the j jacks and the door was open and the team are turning around going, you're next. And I looked down and I'm in purple pajamas with pink fluffy slippers on <laughs> in my dream. And I'm going, no, I didn't sleep for 24 hours. I put, as soon as I got out of the car, I put my race suit on. I didn't, I didn't, wouldn't, you know, I didn't sleep. Got better. Um, other things is, you know, peeing in the seats. You do a lot of, you know, you get out and you, you just have you to go, do you it. go, oh my God, Andy, Andy Wallace, my teammate. I was like, Andy, you, uh, when we, I went in the motorhome, he wasn't in the car. I said, Andy, you keep peeing in the seat. He said, it's, it's not, Piss, mate, it's it's water. I said it's water to you. I said it's pee to me. I said, no. you know, just our friends of mine who came from New York on a trip, coked out of their head at three in the morning, thinking it's funny to steal my helmet and wear it and run down, try oh. and run down the pit lane. And I'm going, no. How far away from pit lane are you in those moments? I mean, well. The garage opens onto pit lane. Right, <clears> and you're <throat> sleeping in the garage. No, no, we're behind. We're, we and is go. It, is it even quiet enough to sleep? Uh, no, or? you go out of the paddock, which is a lot better now than it was. Right. You used to go and on the old pits, French, the toilet system, you know, it's a bit backward there. And they had a, a gravel drainage ditch behind the paddock, behind the pits. And that's where you'd go. Everyone would go there. So it was pretty nasty. Yeah. Very quickly. Um, and then you sleep in a caravan. Those are my dad's days. Now you have a compound, like you mentioned, you know, the Toyota and everyone, they have cabins they make. And that's where the, you know, set up drivers all sleep in those. But you can hear it all night. You can, you lie there and you can hear the French commentator. Yeah. I can hear it right now. And he's, you know, voiture 53, le Viper. And you go, Oh, it's my car, you know. So you're always <laughs> listening out for for that. Uh, it's just great, man. It's just great. It's wild, you know. Yeah. Back in the old days, you know, I think before they ruled out um, the amount of time a driver could drive, wasn't there a fella in the fifties? Went all the way. He went twenty three plus hours, yeah. and his son did two laps while he ate and yeah. went to the bathroom. He took two bathroom food breaks. Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally he did. They stopped. What that. do you think he was taking? <laughs> yeah, I know. He, he needed a it. couple of pills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he won. Yeah, it was slightly what, what was the guy? He won his closet. Something but, Louis or some... some yeah, yeah it's an, that's an amazing story. They, they limit you now on drive time. Right. right. What are reason. the rules on that? Well, I think you're at no more than three hours in a row, oh. um, which is easy to get to uh, or because... 
if you're out and with tire fuel is at about 45, 50 minutes, and you know how you double, triple stint these Michelins half the right, time. Right, right. Um, but isn't it about fuel? It's tanks? fuel is 50. It's fuel. It's like fuel you're going to do one tank or two tanks. One tank. And then what happens is if you get a full course yellow, you know, in the middle of your second stint, then they'll sometimes just want to put fuel and keep you out. Right, so I think right. it might be four hours on the driver because three is too easy to hit, but you can't do multiples of those. And But you have a deal with, imagine it's the three of us driving. We'd be going, okay, so we're going to do doubles in the day and triples at night, right? aren't we? And we look at each other because I don't, I'm not going to give you three hours in bed right? and then you jip me and come out after two hours, right? right. So you try and <laughs> negotiate a bit. But it, in the end, it also depends on who's running fast. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep, Zuckerman. Would you be able to no, sleep? It, it, There's it, no it, sleep for well, me. Maybe if I'm number seven or eight where you're an old hand in it. But the first yeah. time, oh, second, you don't, there's no way yeah, you could sleep. Forget it. Forget it. If you podium, now you're, you're probably still exhausted even yeah. if you've got these shifts. Yeah. But what happens if you podium or win? Where do you go after that? What do you do? To yeah, no, because you no. really want to have a good time. Right? No, but, but do your coke, all, do your coke friends come out of the woodwork? <laughs> well, you're looking for them. Yes, <laughs> you're looking you, for them quite yeah. hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know what? What's funny is you go up on the podium. The whole process is quite frantically done towards the end of the day. They don't hang around. I mean, you get up there, and but all the classes. And when we, uh, Dad and I, finished third in the McLaren, we're up there and. He, there's all I mean it's a sea of humanity sw you know filling the pit lane and they were like he <clears throat> and there's as I said a lot of British people and they're ch shouting his name chanting I, I mean I'm hearing Justin Bell but it's really Derek Bell right and <laughs> well, so I'm, hearing, your, I'm that, hearing the Bell part maybe they're just hearing your middle name I'm just hearing the middle exactly. <laughs> and well noticed and I and dad said you should breathe you know enjoy it so I stood put my hands on the railing at the front it's like wow and the power and energy of it. And at that point, I've said it ever since then, I now get why someone wants to be a dictator. Because right. that is some heady shit. I mean, you're there and it's it's wild. Um, but then, you know, you go off and there's lots of people wanting, you know, if you're with a manufacturer, there's obligations and stuff. Right, right. But there are some memorable moments, such as we went to the Aston, we went to the Audi hospitality. Uh, this is years ago when we were doing TV. And they'd just beaten uh, Peugeot. And the Peugeot guys, suddenly in the middle of the, you know, everyone's overtired and getting drunk and dancing. The Peugeot guys started walking in the hospitality. They'd been invited by the other mechanics. And it was like this, you know, United Nations moment. Mm -hmm. And it was really emotional. Again, you're blubbering like a baby because you're too, you know, you're, you're so emotional and tired. But <laughs> And then you drive, you come back to the hotel, but the noise is what sticks with you mm -hmm. in your ears, the ringing in your ears of, yeah, yeah. of the, you know, especially in those, you know, those big front engine GT cars. Yeah. You know, the prototypes, you don't hear it. That just even happens if you go to the race. You does, right? It, you're, you're just, just hearing it ringing 24 hours night. later. Yeah. 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 You drive home a little too fast. I did get told that a few times. Like, I'm in my, you know, Jeep chair when I was with Dodge going and then my friends like it's all right the race is over I'm like well because your eyes are conditioned right to to going faster so yeah it's, it's a great race you know we have Johnny and I have a standing bet about Le Mans this year about Porsche and Cadillac mm. even though I'm starting to think Toyota might be the the one that might take it um where where do you think we're at with those cars I mean I know it's hard to guess and they where did they just race it's Spa a Spa yeah. and the Toyotas took First and second, First, yes. I think, followed by Porsche, yeah. Ferrari, Porsche, maybe. I like the if Ferrari. If I get that right. 
Yeah, but I who? But 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 as we head to Le Mans in this race that everyone wants to win and everybody has their reasons to win, is there any way to prognosticate that or guess? I mean, who do you think is running the best right now? I you know I'd heard Tough. from someone I know who's a racer who said he thought Toyota was the one to beat this year, um, and then then at Spa they take one and two. Um, Toyota. Um Toyota's history at Le Mans has been so uh, such a tough road, right? They when they I was in the pit lane doing the thing for Fox Sports when uh they were like, Oh, they got three two laps to go. Make sure you go down there and get your interview. Arika are the ones right, you know, right. running that who I risked with in Viper. So I knew everybody there and I'm standing next to Hugh Deshonak, who was my old boss, and the Mr. Toyota is standing there in the garage, which is a pretty big deal. And the car stopped, if you remember, on pit lane. It broke down with one lap to go. And he just turned around. Everyone's staring at him, and he walks out. But you know there's people th on swords, yeah, yeah. right? There's people yeah. throwing themselves all the way through the garage, <laughs> literal seppuku all the way down the garage, and there was nothing. To, and, I, and they said, get an interview. I'm like, not a chance. I'm not going in that garage. So we worked out they'd spend about a billion and a half to $2 billion trying to win Le Mans. Right. Over 20 years. Right. And then they did the next year. So Toyota's commitment to Le Mans and what it means in Japan is obviously staggering. Porsche have to win it, right? That's, I mean, they come in, they don't mess around at Le Mans. They've got all the best drivers They've, had, in their they've car. got 19 wins total. Yeah. They're the number one winning yeah. manufacturer, followed by Audi, who I think is 13. I think it is, yeah. Ferrari, seven. If I, no, Ferrari's 10. But, is that right? But Jaguar seven, not recently. Ford four, right? Yeah, and those are the top four. But yeah. Porsche more than anyone. Nineteen yeah. wins and six key races. Yeah. Um, and they, but the, you know, in '98 when they won with the GT1, that was their fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, yeah. And now here we are at seventy-five. Yeah. So you know that a lot you, of pressure you, to do, win. Do you think that pressure translates into a bigger budget, which then would give them a better shot at winning? That's what it does. They, it doesn't make the team work any harder or the drivers go any faster, but the budgets do increase. I think they yeah. do. Um, it's it's we're in we're in for such a showdown. I think because. This uh, homogeneous, what do you call it? Convergence of regulations right, has meant right. that you can have American teams going. You know, not that we really are, but but it's it's quite extraordinary they're going to do that. I think they've got the best drivers in the world. Between, I mean, every car has got the best drivers in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you can't count the Ferrari out. For I mean, no. And I personally kind of, even though I'm a, like Porsche so much, I. Who wouldn't want a Ferrari yeah. to win Le Mans? I haven't seen cool. that car, but it's, it's the 499. Beautiful. It's 499, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. That's what they call it. Yeah. And what is it? It looks like just these others. It looks like the others, but it, it's just got a little thing. Going, you know, got a little they were sense. allowed to in the rules, like the Cadillac. You know, they could make certain design cues that make you go, oh, that's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that's it. And Cadillac spent a lot of time and money on making theirs look the way. And, you know, our, you know Porsche did too. I mean, the BMW is stunning, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be really good. It's a good I mean, race, yeah. right? I'm but attrition, about you, it. yeah, you got to beat Le Mans to win it, though, right? You got to beat the track, yeah, in, yeah, you, before you can beat anyone else. And so much can go wrong. And the problem is that the differences between gentlemen and pro drivers is is exaggerated at Le Mans. Um, you know, whereas 
because the, some of the corners are so fast. If you come up on a GT car in the Porsche curves, you know, in a, in a prototype, they're just literally lifting, going down a gear and going in flat. In a GT car, it's rum, 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 you know, you kind of turn in and you wallow through the corners. Right. These, these things are, they're full-blown Formula cars. They're you know, right, not far right. off Formula One. Um, and if you've got a driver that doesn't is is out of his depth a little bit, and there's a lot of those there, that's that can mean a big difference. Do you ever get to get in the car and go around the track anymore? No, I mean only historic stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, like we, you know, we all get asked to drive nice cars and things. For me, the minute I got the chance to start doing the TV thing, and I realized I was never going to get hired by a factory again, and I was driving Daytona prototypes with a really nice rich guy. You know, I get it into the top five. He dropped to fifteenth. I get it in the top five. He crash. I get a check. I go home and I, I think, is this what it's all come to? You know? That's not terrible though. No, it was fine until. Yeah. But then he broke his leg skiing after oh, Daytona no. Oh, no. and badly, and it meant I could go to Speed Channel and and say, yeah, yeah. I, I can do this now because they know racing. If if you're trying to get in the TV world and broadcasting world, and you're still trying to race, they know. You're going to drop any uh, everything to go and race. Right, it's too much of a drive. Yes, and they know that, so they don't really hire you. Yeah, other than yeah. one-offs. That's until right. You say I'm done. Exactly. You have to really prove it. You're done. Yes. Um, but we I wanted want to do. I do. I mean, I do that Trans Am series. You know, I got friends doing that. That was you know something like that. I'd do Daytona again, but Le Mans. Those guys. I mean, you have to be so fit. Yeah. It's a bit boring. Yeah. They do triathlons and. What was your favorite snack during the race? I'd like pasta. I just really? have pasta, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pasta. 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 I'm thinking pasta. applesauce. Pasta with applesauce. No, you'd have pasta with bananas because, you know, they, they would feed, they'd make sure you all read the right, eat the right things and then I'd just, but if there was cat chocolate around, you know, I, I'm, I'm a bit Cat chocolate that. and pasta. And so they give you all the right food and drinks, then you're going to have candy and, yeah. and undo everything. But Yeah, yeah. They weren't as strict. I mean, I, my last Petit Le Mans was 2013 and... And that was the last time I really got fit to go racing. And um, I realized it's, it is hard work. Because all the young kids, are, they're, they're all so differently conditioned now. Yep, And Unbreakable. they all do simulators yeah. all the time. Yes. You know, our version of sim simulators, you get a bike or you'd walk around the track. My, I, I ran Le Mans the first time. You know, it was a stupid mistake. But, you know. Why? You go, Why is it a stupid mistake? Because I forgot how long it was. <laughs> I forgot. I'd never, I'd never run 14K. And so I'm like halfway around going, I did get a good look at the track. But, yeah. you know, walking the track was a really good thing to do because, you know, you could see you could see the tarmac, you see the grass, you see the, and you go, oh, shit, that's gravel there. I don't want to go off there. Yeah. Know? Wisdom. But how do you how do you walk it? I mean, it, I know it's, it's mostly public, road. public roads, yeah. right? But they weren't shut down at that point, no, so no. you could just you always like go down the side, or, you know. But once you get to the Bugatti circuit, you know, and you can do the full thing. Do you ever do you walk regular tracks? Is there a moment where they let you do that? Yeah, I've never had that ability. Or yeah, if, if Long Beach on the Thursday afternoon, you see all the IndyCar drivers and everyone walking around it. Oh, that's especially cool. a street track. Yeah, wow. Yeah, we uh, that would be a good idea for your podcast. Yeah, actually, park up. We did it with Tommy and no, Kendall I want to go. I, I want to get with them. I want to yeah. walk with them and listen yeah, and to what. What they're, they're saying. Yeah, yeah they're you just saying. literally park up in the car and have a wander around with them. It's actually a great, great yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's really mm. interesting. So where are you where what are you gonna predict? Are you gonna make a prediction about Lamal? What would you say? Uh, I well how about you how about you just comment on my bet with Johnny? I'm taking Porsche all the way. He's taking Cadillac. In whatever position the Porsche cars will be above the Cadillac car. Plural or singular. Do you wanna do you care to comment on that? I bet? think that 
Oh, he's good with Cadillac though, because they are yeah. really good yeah. right now. And Scott Dixon, it's Scott Dixon, yeah. yeah who's the um, I I think I'm going to say Ferrari's going to beat both of you. <laughs> okay, that's politics. Okay, okay. That's, that's and then yeah. and then on your bet, I think you could. I think it will be split. I reckon it'll be Porsche Cadillac, Porsche Cadillac. But a Porsche on top of Cadillac. I do what think you're that. Saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that um, they're not going to let this opportunity go by. No, no, not in this year. And they'll open the money spigot. Yeah, and they'll just go. They'll go for it. Are you, do you know much about that garage 56? No. It's the NASCAR that's going with oh, Jensen that's right. Button, right. Rockefeller, and um, uh, a NASCAR driver. So, yeah. Jimmy Johnson. In 1976, uh, people weren't showing up for that race anymore, and they didn't have a lot of entries. So they entered NASCARs for the first mm. and only year yeah. into yeah. the endurance race. Yeah. Care to comment on how many finished? Anybody? I think it's pretty obvious. I'd say none. Zero. Yeah. None of them finished, but a spectacular couple of laps. <laughs> Very memorable. <laughs> memorable noise. Noise. And this is the first return of a NASCAR. Yeah, it is. But is it, what's different about this car? Well, um, I mean, it can't be a It's stock. not a NASCAR. No, I mean, it is a NASCAR. But Hendrix Motorsport, obviously the best guys to do this. And, and IMSA, are, John Duna and IMSA's part, you know, spearheading it. And it's a Jim France project. You know who owns NASCAR, so there's no budget. You know the budget is not an issue. Um, they don't. There's no rules to conform to. Really, you conform to your own set of rules. But right. because it is based on a NASCAR chassis, and I saw the car at Seabri at Daytona, it looks just badass. I mean, it looks like NASCAR with more juice, bigger, what you know, flared wheel arches. But they have some interesting issues because uh, I interviewed Jensen Button before I knew he was doing it. Well, before he could announce it. Like the week before, but he told me um, that you know they have things like if you, in NASCAR you use floor jacks, so right. Le Mans were like, well, you're going to use floor jacks to lift the car up for 24 hours, you know, <laughs> yeah. not you know, and yeah, up it goes. Yeah. But to run a car at Le Mans, you have to run it low. You know, you you can't run it with that right height. You got to run it down. You can't get a jack underneath. Yeah. So I don't know what they've come up with, but you know, the guys at Hendrix will work out a super flat, low-profile jack that you know How can lift the whole car up on one guy. So they may have so. to design a new jack just I'm, for the I'm, race. I'm in, I'm more interested in the jack than I am what they're actually going to do because I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, and uh, I think. Are they making them? No, there's, no, they've got a center lock wheel. Uh, I think that was an allowance. But listening to them all in testing and, you know, on Instagram again, most of the time we get our information. I mean, Sebring four-day tests they did and and just through the nights trying to do it and it's thunderous. Yeah. And it does it look like a NASCAR? Oh, yeah, it looks like a NASCAR. It just looks like, NASCAR. just looks like a NASCAR. Just looks like a NASCAR. And what is the engine? Do, do we oh, know? it's just that whatever big it's, Chevy V8 yeah. massive you know, I mean, tuned for Le Mans, which is probably down-tuned, right? And, from yeah, NASCAR? And, and why? Well, uh, because what is the you big can. why here? Jim France wants to showcase, I, I mean, I, I guess unofficially, NASCAR needs Europe as a market. Yeah. This is a good way to do it. Right. Wouldn't you think? I mean, that's, yeah. that's probably it. Uh, you want to open up their audience. Yeah, open bit. up their audience. And this is a good way to do it. Right. And it doesn't matter where it finishes. I mean, they'll finish, maybe. You know, I mean, it, well, it's going to be thing. thunderous and fast on the street, but so slow when you get to the Porsche curves. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No way. I'm I, I'm still thinking endurance. Is it going to yeah. last? Can it last 24 hours? No. That's that motor. I don't know. I, I mean, I, that had to be the, their very first consideration, yeah. given the history from yeah. the, the 70s, albeit. But still, you'd go, this is an you endurance go, race. 
right? You want you want you want to you know the Hans Mesker engine there. It's yeah. famous for mm-hmm. winning races and endurance and lasting a long time. I think that, but with Hendrix and the money that they're putting at it, I think they're probably all pretty focused on. Again, you can't overcome the natural technology, but I think there's a lot of effort going to it. I mean, a lot. A lot more than Again, the Pontiac. What, a, what the, a race. I think I'm more yeah. excited about this race than, than I've ever yeah. been. Than I've ever been. Yeah. And you've never been in this race, right, Zuckerman? No. You would fit right You'd in. You'd really right? enjoy it. Yeah. You go yeah. stay with the British in their tents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he said he had a hand up taking a pee, that, yes. that reminded that me of you. That sounds perfect for me. It is a lot of people. You know, it's, thank, there's tours that go. Uh, we, we got asked the other day by someone, can you get tickets? It's, it, it's really. It's sold out, it's I sold thought. It's sold out. It's, it's totally sold it's, out. It's going to be great. I, I went one year with with uh, Jerry. We we just wanted to go see what it was about, and we were, I think drove from Paris or something, and it was fantastic. What a fantastic thing it was! Where'd you stay? In Paris. But you we, just... we were on different trips, and we just we we met up there. I think that was the only kind of uh, the two days that we were around uh, the same part of the country. So we met at Le Mans, left the uh, girls in Paris, and then came back that night. Went back to Paris. Memorable, fun, fantastic. Yeah, okay. stayed we as late as we could. We I said, "I'm not sleeping on the grass, mm-hmm. so let's get out of here." You, you, that was such a great. I bet you two had a good time. That was so funny. You know, it's so. Well, good. it was. It didn't. It didn't seem as crazy as it was back then. Um, but I just remember all the great memorabilia. There was a um, Grand Prix a Cuba Cuba poster being sold. Who's the famous driver uh, who was kidnapped? In, in Cuba in the 50s, and they weren't, didn't, Manuel Fangio. Oh, yeah, wow. And this guy has like 200 posters signed by Manuel, and, and a picture of him signing the posters. And he's like, yeah, these are 20 bucks. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a couple of those. You know, there was just a bunch of great memorabilia yeah. and a bunch of great stuff, and nobody knew who the hell we were. And it was just, you know, just wandering around seeing this legendary thing that we'd only heard about, you know, and uh, really fun to connect to it. Next is Monaco. That's the one I haven't seen yet. So. Mm. Have you been to that race? Yeah, but not 20 years ago. And, um, and uh, my sister lives down in the south of France. So she, she was in the wine business. So yeah. they, she used to, they used to put wine to all the yachts and stuff. And I mean, Monaco is, you can't compare it as a street race to going to Vegas or, or Miami, right? It's because it's so old and, and right, everybody right. really, there's such history there. But I think yeah, everyone has to go to Monaco once because yeah. it's just like it's going to the Indy 500. You got to go to the Indy 500 sometimes. Well, those—that's the triple crown of racing, yeah. right? Yeah, Le Mans, the Indy 500, yeah. and Monaco. Mm-hmm. Those three. Those okay, three. Ferris, and let's put it on the list. Something to accomplish within the next five years. It's embarrassing that we haven't been to the Indy 500 at this point. It is actually. It is. I've got to say, yeah. I feel embarrassed, <laughs> but okay. I do. I, okay. I get invited. I, a, I, I get invited a lot, and then okay, let's I just, go. But I'm not embarrassed. Well, next time someone invites us, I'll say yes. And okay. Then, and then we can go. I mean, it just doesn't have... I mean, the Indy 500 has this wonderful ring to it. Indy, Anna, doesn't have the same. It's like going <laughs> yeah. to Monaco, Miami, or Vegas, right. or Indiana. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's, it doesn't get your wife all excited to, to take the trip, right? Yes. But the Indy 500 is spectacular. I went yeah. to Chip Ganassi the last time I went... And you, know, you get the police escort, and you go in, and yeah, and, uh, yeah it was pretty amazing to see that mass of humanity. Yeah. I tried to qualify there in '96 with uh, when IRL started, and um, that was that's that put me off that forever. It was a disaster. But 
It's scary too, right? Be- so scary. Because of the wall. And if you're in a bad car like I was and I couldn't even get through rookie orientation because the right. car kept on getting black flagged. There's a big digital uh, board on the back straight, like a black flag board. Number yeah. 15 kept on coming out. I'd come in and it was raining in between times. So you're getting more and more nervous. Um, and, you know, the scrutineers would be by the back of the car and I could hear them going, oil, whoa, oil mark, water, you know, on the tires. I'm going, this is not good for my confidence. And Johnny Rutherford came to me and he said, you, you know, the Johnny Rutherford, who was like my mentor there, you get a signed one. And he said, uh, if you don't leave, you might not walk out of here. I was like, I'm done. Um, and then, <laughs> That's and then, That's a really confidence that was booster. Really, yeah, right. <laughs> but think about this. I'd never done but this Maybe before. he saved your life that maybe day. Maybe he did. I, Spike, would wake up in the morning and put my wash bag all nice and neat and make sure there's no dirty undies on the floor or anything because I wasn't sure I was coming back. Wow. That Every morning I did that. And then That's it was scary. time to go. Yeah, it was not a good experience. Uh, did you have a choice as a child? With a race car driver as a dad, did did was there ever a moment where you just thought maybe I should do something differently? Go to or, law school, or or that or, was not happening. <laughs> or your dad, did he ever sit you down and go, "Hey, you know, I know this is cool and it must be something yeah. to look at, but I, I don't want you to do this." They avoided it, my parents, pretty well. Um, as in, we never had to have that talk. It just was like steering me away from it. I never drove go kart. But right. we lived on edge of a, my grandpa's farm. So I rose, then rode motorbikes. Then I started racing motocross. So I was getting that side from that. I never touched a go-kart. I think they thought it was so much safe. Not, you know, physically safe at that point, but safer as a career duration because they knew right. I'd never be a motocross rider. And then when I was 17, I went to the Formula Ford Festival just before I was 17. And I'd never seen young people drive cars. That's just think about this is how weird this is. I'd never seen how you got started. So I just saw dad at Le Mans or Silverstone or, or Miami Grand Prix. So this sounds really ignorant, but I didn't know how young people got into it. And I went with my buddy and his dad and I, I came home and went, dad, I want to have a go. I just saw people <laughs> my age. And he was like, shit, how do we tell your mum?" And so, so, wait, so he was supportive. He was supportive. But he knew your mom didn't yeah. want to have. That was an era when they died all the time. People right. were dying so much in the, yeah. you know. And so what did you do? How did you tell your mom? Well, she just said, you've got to go to college uh, as well. So I started art college, which was uh, the only thing I was good at was art. But she was stuff. fingers crossed. She was fingers would... crossed. It wasn't going to be a phase. Um, <laughs> and you only want it for the, you know, you're telling an 18, 17 year old, you know, you just want to do this because of the, all the loose girls and the money. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm going, exactly. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about, mum. The careers officer was telling me I should work for the council. Yeah. was not exactly the same. Um, so I, uh, so I definitely, I thought I was going to be an entertainer. You know, I wanted to like be an actor. I wanted to be something. I really wanted to be, so again, nothing a careers guidance person can right. help you with at school. But when I saw them drive and then dad was like, well, to go to the Jim Russell school, it was like 580 pounds. He said, well, you got to work on the farm all summer to pay for it. I was like, oh shit. All right. So I did that. And then I drove the Formula Ford. Then I was really hooked. Wow. Uh, and now then, the farm was his farm. It was like my grandpa's farm. Yeah. So you got to work on grandpa's farm doing. Well, we, my grandpa had a market garden. So I was picking potatoes most of the <laughs> summer. And I, 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 I. How many girls do you get picking potatoes? Do you know. <laughs> My point exactly. So, so as soon as I could, and then college, I, I start doing college, which is the same time. It was like a related arts course, totally useless, really. You know, it was a bit like fame. But I was on the 
doing an art major and there were dancers and actors and musicians all so talented and our only day of lectures was really was a wednesday which was also the only day of open testing at brands hatch you know what where i'm gonna go right there yeah so anyway i got pulled aside at the end of the year and they said you by my tutor you're gonna get thrown out if you don't take this seriously i said hand on heart i'm gonna do this seriously i went home got my first sponsor over the christmas break (laughs) you know how local news covers these things Uh, there's me the day before college restarted in january going hand on heart i'm gonna be a race car driver (laughs) so i went in this teacher said you're coming with me to the dean you're out of here. I get in there. This old guy pulls me in. And dad was kind of well-known in our area. And he goes, so, Bell, hey, you want to be a race driver? I was like, yeah, I do. And he said, well, who the hell wants to be a related artist anyway? <laughs> he said, please stay because there's no boys on your course. We need, you know, we need every go. So you can still stay and go to the parties and go and do your racing. So I Fantastic. did that for a year. Yeah. Look at that. God bless teachers. God bless teachers. And how long did it take you? From that moment, you're 17 or 18 to really start accomplishing something. I, my first Le Mans was when I was 22. And that was with dad in there. The first real Le Mans. Uh, 21, I went with that Ferrari. But the 22 was in the, at the end of the 962 era. And doing, driving a 962 with dad after all the races he won and Andy Wallace was very cool. Um, I was already racing in America by then because I saw America as a better option. I did the Barber Saab series and won that. And, you know, made, and you just start to, you don't really make money, but you're not losing money. Do you know what I mean? You're getting a little pocket right, money. Right. And in America, they would pay, Barber Saab, they'd pay eight and a half thousand for a win and it costs you five and a half to do the race. So if you won, you could make money. So that was, that was kind of the but way. But back to the 962, was mom there? to see you guys do you know what she didn't turn up there because my dad had just uh kind of announced to everyone he was had had a quite a long affair with an, a 20 year old american <laughs> so my mom wasn't so hot on, oh, no. on racing at the time <laughs> that so, was a problem so so do you know what i've got to say i've got to thank dad for that because that took mom's scrutiny off and she moved to south africa and ah. uh you know we love her dearly but she she disappeared off and it took that pressure off i've i've never said that publicly but yeah took my mom's pressure which was just her husband having not died doing it you don't want your son to you know but when i say not died everyone else around him you know seven people a year to ten people oh, of your classmates would yeah, die yeah in the 70s that's, that's a rough a lot of people yeah that's rough yeah and that's terrible for her i mean to be yeah. thinking about yeah. that yeah you know. awful but back to my dad they're married they've been married 30 years and it's the best thing that happened there you go yeah there you are the twenty-year-old. She's just a bit older than me, maybe twenty-five. <laughs> oh. Zuckerman, that's a show. I like this story. Yeah. You like that story? Yeah, why do you like that very, story? It's just charming and romantic. Yeah. It's, it's honest. Home. That's yes. why you like it. Yes. I'm playing some more Hotel California to play us out. That was a fine show. That was really good. Thank you. Guys. You did most Thank of you. the talking, which I appreciate. Well, it's a Sunday. You've, got, you've had a busy Sunday. Ah, she talked. I knew she would talk. Ah, I got her. I looked at her. You're kidding. That's fine, miss. What is your friend's name? Mylani. Mylani. Thank you for coming, Mylani, and sitting with us. Did we do a good show? You can give her the mic and she yeah. can, she can answer. Did we do a good show? Did you like it? I love the show. Oh. And yes, if you're... If you know Justin, he is always the one doing most of the talk. He is. I can tell. I was looking at your face as he was going in, and I watched the yawns. We'll see you next week on Spike Scar Radio.
Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.